Welcome to the Coffee with Jeff and Jason podcast. Tune in for freshly brewed discussion on everything you need to know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your hosts, Jeff Tessier and Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Coffee with Jeff and Jason. Now, I'm Jason, and that's Jeff. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Got that right today. I got that one right this time, isn't that? <laughs> I think yesterday I called myself Jeff. <laughs> yeah, the other day, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, man, how um, how's the snow coming down? Well, it's starting to accumulate a little bit on the on the cars and stuff this morning. That was a bit of a nice surprise, but it's it's uh, it's here. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what's so funny is, I only learned about snow tires when I moved to Canada. You know, um, for everyone out there watching, listening, I don't live in Canada anymore. I just recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee. But you know, I had my entire career of selling cars was primarily on the west coast of the United States. And, you know, I mean, most of the time spent selling cars was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Snow tires aren't required there? Like, really? Snow tires. <laughs> <laughs> snow tires in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right? Like, you know, like we're more concerned about paint fading yeah. from the sun pretty much. Um, I, I knew nothing about <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, I remember when I first got to Canada, uh, there was a manager that was like trying to explain to me, you know, uh, rust proofing. And Jeff, I'm not joking, I thought he was totally shitting me. Like, I literally thought he was making this up. Like, I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, okay. sure. <laughs> You're gonna spray it, are you? Well, okay, you know, <laughs> excuse me, sir. Yeah, no, you spray the car for rust. Yeah. I, I seriously thought he was just trying to, I thought it was one of those gags, you know, like, you know, like when you get like a, a new guy that, uh, that starts in sales and you ask him to go down to the parts department to, for the uh, flux capacitor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you ever do that? Did you ever oh, send yeah. the new we, guy? We sent uh, apprentices over to another dealer for a long wait and that was did code, you? right? So, oh yeah, the guy would sit there and ask for a long wait and then the, they would ask him to sit and wait and he'd get, eventually get frustrated and then he'd figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like we hazed i don't know about you man but there was always like i don't see that up too often anymore i don't right? know if you can get away with some of the stuff we used to do but <laughs> uh, yeah, some of the stuff we used to do i remember we used to walk around when somebody was on a phone we take a pen and we sneak up right behind him and smack the receiver but oh, <laughs> literally i mean i i swear in one case it, it pops someone's eardrum um <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> I hate to say we were mean to each other. Oh, um, yeah. You know, but you still had fun, right? <laughs> still had fun, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I would have. To, I think for the first month or two, I, I worked at the dealership. I had to uh, go out and um, and make sure there wasn't before I started the car. Make sure there wasn't a banana in the tailpipe. Uh, <laughs> not me once on that one, right? Or the balloon? No, it was the balloon. It was the balloon over the tailpipe, right? Oh yeah. Well, then it blows up and it pops. I've never seen that one. That'd be good, though. Ever? Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> anyways, I digress. For anybody watching or listening here, you might get some ideas to prank some of your uh, new staff. <laughs> Dude, we always picked on each other when they, when they were on a phone call, right? Like, that was yeah. the thing. Like, it was like... Yeah, because well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? They're stuck, they're stuck in a chair. They can't go anywhere. And, like, yeah. you're going to do everything you can to kind of throw them off of their phone call. Okay. Um, yeah. 
or like uh oh gosh man we do some funny stuff like if we knew like the guys was up next or something like that and someone was coming on to a lot we page we'd have someone call in and page them so that you could jump in front of them <laughs> you know it, it was like it was a rotation right it was whoever's next yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like you, you saw like, you know, you saw like the beat up minivan come in and you're like, this is a lay down. This is, I'm totally selling this person a car today. You would call into the dealership and ask for the salesperson that was next in line because it would take them out of line because they had to go answer the phone. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) But talk about funny stuff. Um, Today we're talking about TikTok. What the F is TikTok? That's what (laughs) That's today's topic. Um, so, Jeff, let's start with you, man. What do you know of TikTok? Because I'm sure you're a big TikToker, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Not not so much a big TikToker <laughs> myself personally. But, uh, you know, I, I get occasionally links sent to me from friends of mine. And it's uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll check them out or whatnot. But uh, I haven't had time myself to, to join and see. But, you know, it, it's uh, from what I gather, it seems to be a good way for people to uh, to put out what what it is they're about or what they're trying to personify or whatever it is uh well you know within facebook they have those reel to reels as well um sometimes i'll get trapped into that for a bit or my wife really gets onto those a lot she's a lot into the uh with tiktok sewing things or cooking things and just seems to never ever stop it's endless (laughs) so well, I look, I think like any good uh, social platform out there, it's a combination of both uh, education and entertainment. And sometimes some systems lean over to entertainment than, than anything. Now, I've been watching TikTok very closely and uh, we've dabbled in its ad platform now a few times. Yep. And it's, 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 it's new. Let's just say that, right? You don't have yeah. the targeting parameters like you would with like, Facebook or Instagram, like, you know, tip like right now, like if I want to target like, you know, in market shoppers. So these are people that are behaviorally doing something online that says they may be interested in, in a vehicle, you know, something dealerships should always kind of be aware of is, is on average, only three to 4% of your entire population is in market for a vehicle at any given moment. All right. So if you have 100,000 people, and I'm just using that as a fictitious number, but I'm just saying hypothetically, you have 100,000 people in your market area. All right. Three to four percent of them are in market for a vehicle at any given moment. That's it. Trying to target just that three to four, three to four percent can be difficult. That is one of the biggest claims to fame that, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Google have because based on online behavioral tracking, all right, that's how they create these these um, in-market algorithms or, shop, or you know, shopping audiences. And they're not going to tell us the secret sauce of what exactly they target and how often they target the frequency and all that other crap. They're not going to tell us that stuff, um, but, but the, at least they're doing it. You know, I've always told people, you know, if you're going to go to a newspaper or a radio, well, you're, it's, you're not just going to go in there once. You're going to try to go in there with a frequency and hope that you're – you know, out of the people that are listening at that given moment, three or four percent of them are actually in market for a vehicle at the single moment that they hear your radio spot. I feel like TikTok right now is kind of like the new digital version of radio. I'd love to get what do you what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting concept, right? I mean, it's uh, you think about you're talking about the audience that's there, right? Three or four percent of them. 
I don't think you're necessarily going to have a, a, an audience where you're going to be able to reach out and just say, hey, come on down and buy this car today. It might work, but uh, a lot of it's going to be information that uh, customers are looking for to help prod them along to make decisions. So what you're doing maybe today on TikTok isn't necessarily going to pay off today, but it's something down the road where you're you're that information base point for customers potentially, right? I remember back uh, when we had the store in Mountain uh, in Hamilton there, we had uh, dabbled into some digital media things at the time because we had tried everything else and um, just putting up uh, various things around didn't really seem to garner a whole lot of attention. Um, and then my sales manager said to me, well, watch this. We'll put up something that's interesting. Put up a picture of, of a plate of food on the counter that he had for dinner that night, just piece of, like steak and fries or something. And all of a sudden he got all kinds of interest around it. I'm like, what? how does that? Here I was focused on trying to take super great video or super great images and, and all these things like maybe lifestyle showing a, uh, an outlander in a park with a you know canoe carrier on top or something like that right mm-hmm. um, and, and it turns out that uh, for me at least in my experience there was that it's not really that dedicated it was more just showing customers what they might be interested into and now tying that back right so there was another uh, video he did where he showed he, it was snowing much like today his bike was in the garage and uh, missing his bike but he had his lancer se all-wheel control and driveway with its winter tires on right so and that gave us a lot of attention towards you know customers that were following us and and uh, talking about how great their all-wheel control was so i I think there's a lot to be gained from it uh as far as uh potentially trying it out anyways right well okay so let's let's talk a little bit about because i like where you kind of went with that a little bit i mean look right now i I do think tiktok is still uh, a, a radio style targeting, meaning you're targeting a very large audience and a very small percentage of them are in market right now. And that's just right now because TikTok is still evolving in an ad place. But I think people should just be a aware of that. B, another thing that people should be aware of TikTok, um, over 50% of its current audience is over the age of 30. I've, yeah. I've heard people say this now too, right? Like, why am I? You wouldn't think, right? I mean, <laughs> child, it's like no, it's not. Or we're already fifty percent of its audience is over the age of thirty, so that's another thing to keep in mind, right? But then going back to what you were talking about, as far as the content goes, is that's that's a great thing that needs to happen from a strategic perspective on content. But now this is a content strategy though that's good for everything you do. This is not just a TikTok thing; it's everything you do. It's making content relevant to your audience right like that that's that's bigger it's like you got to target your audience you need to know who your audience is um if you know when you're talking when you when you guys did that video of showing the bike but then you had your se you were talking to owners that have that vehicle and they can relate with the exact same situation as what you were talking about in that in that video so content it needs to be you need to spend a lot of time developing out the content key to developing out good content is making content for your audience not for yourself. Now, this is super difficult for us as an industry to do um, because we love talking about ourselves. Like we love, 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 love talking about ourselves. We love how we're saying we're number one in this and number one in this and number one in that. I just want, (laughs) you know what? I want someone to run a a number two campaign because who doesn't like a good number two? Um, (laughs) We're a close number two. (laughs) Like I just want to hear someone say, look, we're not number one, we're number two, but who doesn't like a good number two? Anyways, uh, <laughs> dad joke. Um, it's a dad joke. But you got to make that content relevant 
to to the audience otherwise people don't pay attention to it so that's one but the other thing that i want to go down and talk about is a little bit about time yeah like how much time like it takes time to put stuff like that together and i want to get kind of your thoughts on investing time into things like tiktok is, is it a good thing to do or a bad thing to do well you'd want to make sure that you've got everything else that you're working on under control right it's uh easy to have your hands in a hundred different pots but if you're not doing any one of them well then then are you really accomplishing anything right so uh you know as long as you sit back and, and maybe uh, consider what it is that you've got already on the go how well you're doing with those are you reacting are you answering the leads that are already coming in that uh, you have because these aren't people who are going to want to just send in a lead form and go back to the back of the bus where there's no, no information getting back right so and as you said earlier, you know, identifying who your customers are, maybe uh, analyzing to who you're trying to reach your target audience. And, and it, like you said, it's not going to be a one size uh, fits all, right? So you're probably going to have to develop a few different ideas, um, get them out there and, and, you know, try to broaden that reach, right? So that you're a, maybe a different message for different folks. It could be something as simple as... Uh, how how helpful message regarding their car, how they, how you guys perform service on vehicles what it is you it's what like when you come in to visit the dealership um you know maybe a day in the life uh, of a salesperson at the dealership something that's going to really give them an eyesight into who you are and what you're about right well look, look vehicles have lifestyles so you know i think there's a lot of things that you can talk about lifestyle um, and every vehicle's got a specific lifestyle. You know, the the, the Mitsubishi Lancer SE all-wheel drive had a very, look, it was an all-wheel drive sedan, not a whole lot of all-wheel drive sedans. Yeah, right? very many. There's a very specific lifestyle and demographic that goes around that, right? But then you can look at other vehicles like, you know, trucks, for example, right? Trucks can have six different audiences, right? You have families, you have professionals, you have weekend warriors, you have, you have people that are buying, uh, luxury trucks versus luxury vehicles. In some cases, there's more technology in a pickup truck than there is in an S-Class Mercedes. Um, so, like, there's 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 a lot of audience there, and you have to speak, you know, to those audience. So, but but that that takes takes time. Look, a lot of time. You can't take if you if if you're a dealership right now, and I'm just let me just let me do this right here. If you're a dealership right now, and you were thinking about going into a a Pinterest or a TikTok or some a newer social platform that you haven't played in, or even any of the other, actually, I'll take that back, any of the social platforms, all right? And you are just literally cutting up your manufacturer ads and throwing it out there and calling it social media. No, it's media, but it's not social, all right? Like it seems as an industry, we're pretty good about the media portion of social media, but yeah. we actually need to be social in the social media. And that is creating content with the intent to engage and start conversation. Correct. All right. I'll get off my soapbox now. There we go. Oh, it's true. <laughs> I feel like I got to bring my, let me just bring my, my uh, you bring your pulse back down. <laughs> I do that. That's why I'm on my like third cup of coffee today. That's probably the reason why, <laughs> but um, no. Okay. Let's talk. I want to go back down the rabbit hole that you kind of started mentioning. It's called time allocation, right? If you're going to be social, it takes time to be social. It takes time to be social in the sense of actually engaging with customers, but then making content that's socially relevant to the audience that you're trying to target. Yeah. And, you know, this look, this whole conversation today came up because, you know, we had a client reach out and ask us about TikTok. And, you know, I, all right, 
cool, let's have a conversation. So I decided to do a quick audit on the client, right? And find out that there was over 173 unresponded to leads in their CRM system. Wow. And that's just like, I'm like, look, if that is there, I can tell you, I could probably show up to the dealership and find five or six other, you know, operational processes that probably need to be re reviewed, you know? And I just think for dealers out there watching, listening, it's like, to your point, you said it earlier, right? Like, are you in a place where you can allocate that time? Like, dealers need to perceive their day as like a day trading of time. Okay. Well, there's only so many hours in a day, right? Yeah. I have hypothetically say eight, 10, if you're pushing it. 12 if you're crazy. Um, it's like, where do you invest that time on a daily basis? Look, both of us have been general managers. We both had to play that role. I mean, think about a day in a general manager's shoe or any type of manager, even service manager, any type of manager role. All right. How would you allocate time? In a perfect world, how would you allocate time, Jeff? <laughs> well, you probably, I, I used to always set up a kind of a, top 10 or so 15 different things that I'd want to touch every day. Cause when I was in that role, it came rel uh, relatively quick to me that uh, you're never really going to get everything you want done at the times you want done. So setting up uh, and profiling your day out, what are the things you need to attack every day? You're maybe not going to finish all these things. You'll eventually get through them, but what are you going to get through today? And what can you touch today? So I found the days that I stuck to that it really helped me out where I didn't get blindsided as much with uh, cause you know, you can put out fires here, put out fires there, answer mm -hmm. this call, talk to that customer, talk to this vendor. And, and next thing you know, it's time to go home <laughs> and you've accomplished nothing. Right. So uh, I, for me, a perfect day would be to come in and, you know, attack those, those items you need to focus on for a bit and, and get through the day without having a um, struggle to stay afloat. Right. The struggle, the struggle is real. Like, the, I, like, I, as a young dealer principal, dude, I would sometimes go in on Sundays uh, yeah. just because nobody else was at the dealership. I could unlock the door. All right. Phones weren't actually phones would still be ringing. But I wasn't yeah, sure. they're still ringing. <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday. Like, you, you know, you've been closed for like, like, you've never been open on a Sunday for 10 years, but then people still call in on a Sunday. Um, but like I would go in there and I could actually still get work done. It's, it's time allocation. And I just think that as amazing as social media is one done correctly. And if you're only going to do the media portion of social media, don't do it. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't think there's any value there for you. I think some people are going to really disagree with me on this one, but I just, I'm going to draw the line in the sand. If you're not going to be, if you're not willing to participate in the social part of social media, then just don't do it. And you, you have to be willing to engage and you have to be willing to, to, it, to create content that's socially relevant. All right. Um, not just the media portion, like, you know, just because you posted 52 pictures of happy customers does not mean that you are a social media expert. You know, I, I gotta be social media experts. Scott. that's another thing I could talk about. You know how many self-proclaimed social media experts I've met? like you know what they, they have a they have a they have an instagram account but they have fifty thousand people following them so therefore they're a social media expert right like look attention's only one thing what you do with the attention <laughs> a whole nother effing thing right yeah. like ah oh, maybe it's like maybe i got too much coffee today or something like that i'm just kind of getting frustrated <laughs> with stuff like this but no look 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 i love i love social media in fact i've made tons of money 
on social media. That's because I'm willing to be social, though. All right. And I'll tell you right now, it is time consuming. All right. Everybody knows that if you DM me on LinkedIn, it's me replying back to you. Like that's me taking the time to write those comments yeah. about that post you posted. That's me, you know, writing back to you um, about a, a direct message that you sent over to me or a question that you had. That's me doing that. Like I probably personally allocate two and a half to almost three and a half hours a day just to monitor and engage with your social media. Yeah. Just, just, just to engage. That's not including my team's time on how much they take to just post stuff on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, there's probably another. I can't. I don't even want to know the hours. Actually, I know them. I know what we spent. <laughs> yeah. That's not what this show's about. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's 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 talk about. Um, you know, right now the things changing the way they're changing. All right. If you were a manager today, Jeff. All right. What would be the first the first three hours of your day, where would you allocate those three dollars? I'm cu- uh, three hours. I'm I'm curious. Well, I'd probably want to uh, come into the dealership and you know obviously uh, see where where things are for the staff for that day. Personally, see what's going on with my uh, customer base. You know, uh, how's things running down in service? Uh, is the flow proper? Is everybody here? Do they need any assistance? Direction? Is there anybody that uh, you know maybe? isn't having the experience that they quite thought they were going to have coming in today. And maybe we can have a, a sit down and chat, uh, coffee, whatnot. So are, you, are you putting out fires like your first hour of the day? Are you doing fire? I think that's probably what you got to do just to see what's going on, to be honest. Oh, I'm with you. Okay. So hour one, you're putting out fires. Oh, and I, actually, out fires. I, I probably wouldn't disagree. When you, were, when you first started saying it, I was like, mm, but now actually, no, no, you're right. I think the first hour I spend every morning is just walking around with, you know, my fire extinguisher looking for something to put out. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, if I don't, that fire is going to grow. And by the end of the day, it's going to be something bigger than it's going to take me more time to deal with than it was before. Okay. So first hour of the day, you're firefighting. What's hour two look like for you? Hmm. Then maybe you're probably going up front to see what's going on, you know, obviously up there, uh, engaging with your sales team, figuring out a game plan for the day, obviously, so that you can, uh, you know, make sure you've gotten back to your customers, whatnot. Uh, I don't know. It's really making sure that everybody's on the right side of the page to start your day, right? And then uh, probably go back into your office to to maybe do some of your uh I guess social media work to see what's what's going on in that world. Maybe you can monitor that yourself to see what's going on. I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, I think for the second hour of my day, it would be something similar to that. Um, I think what I'd want to do real quick is define what it looks like to win the day. Well, yeah, that's um, you can set that up right away, right? Right. Like, I mean, I think that's like like my second hour, just because we as an industry don't. We don't celebrate wins very well. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we look at wins as month end things you do and we don't, it's true though. Right. Or quarterly. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that's too long. It's way too long to go to make it feel, to, 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 to celebrate and make it feel like a win. Right. Like to, to, to grind through 30 days of a month just to get to a one singular day that gives you a win because by the next day reset all over. It's all forgotten. <laughs> it's all freaking forgotten. It's probably not even one day. It's like 15 minutes. Maybe yeah, you've got till about 10 o'clock that night. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I would set my two my, my second hour of the day is just to quickly define uh just get a good pulse on just kind of what is to be expected for the for probably for the rest of the day, but then also define quickly what does it look like to win today? Yeah. Right. Like, is is it going to be X amount of appointments? Is it going to be like X amount of dollars per work order? Is it going to be, you know, uh, taking out the new guy for lunch, you know, and connecting with them? Is it sitting down and just quickly reviewing mid-month P&L? Like just whatever, because because I needed to feel like a win. You know, like I can't just every, go through 30 days of just putting it all on the field with get, not getting anything back. And it's OK if I lost that day, because guess what? I got tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so well, that's what you I can understand what what maybe didn't work right, and you can ad address it as well, right? So it's not just 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 a failed day and just go home and say, "Oh, well, nothing I could have done." What 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 went wrong? Maybe there was uh, miscommunication. Maybe there was something that didn't uh, quite go the way it was supposed to. What can you do to attack that? So maybe tomorrow you can have that winning day, right? A hundred percent, right? And you know, I think for me, uh, my third hour of the day is really kind of looking into conversations. I think conversation analysis, when I started doing that as a manager, that was one of the biggest things that I felt uh, fundamentally shifted um, uh, the, the winds of success for, you know, for, for our dealership was really analyzing conversation. Yeah. You know, getting real time training and development of anybody. And this is, you know, so like, you know, if this was back in the day, listening to recorded phone calls, I actually did that. I would spend, you know, 30 to 45 minutes a day listening to recorded phone calls, not with the intent to find screw ups. All right. Mm -hmm. With the intent just to make sure I got my thumb on the pulse of how we're communicating with our clients on a regular basis. And is it in line with what my, you know, what, what my mission and my vision is for the dealership itself. Right. Yeah. And there's no better way, there's no better way, all right, to really kind of get your thumb on that pulse. Listen, as Absolutely. In, I, I think, you know, that's one thing I got, one of my biggest mentors taught me, all right, is that, because I do this, I have a tendency to say, hell, I'm doing it right now. I talk more than I should listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Do I, Jeff? Do I do no, never no but uh, you're right and, and you know when, when uh when i was at the dealership as well we had my office was kind of centrally located right so sometimes that could be a bit of an annoyance because you could hardly focus but uh, at other times i liked it because i could hear what was going on in the sales corner over here i could almost hear the fni office i could hear the service department i could hear customers in the waiting room right so it was kind of nice to see what was going on around at all times right not, not like you said not for a view of trying to catch timmy screwing up it was more just to see are you are you hitting the points that we need to are you carrying out the mission that we gave you earlier today right or or that we're about so it was interesting to see oh no look it is and look if i if if i get into tiktok all right i have to make it an operational process and routine within my within my dealership to see success you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be able to fundamentally execute something that I don't develop a routine around. That's just a given, okay? Look, social media is not a switch or a button or a lever, right? There's no button that you push. There's no lever that you pull or any of that kind of stuff. It's, it's just not how social media is, all right? It is a routine. It is very similar to working out. 
right? You have a, you, you got some time, you get to warm up a little bit, then you're getting straight into the routine and then you, you, you move on and you continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger, but it is routine. And to do it properly, you need to commit the time necessarily to do it. Right. Like, absolutely. I just, I, I just bought, I just bought a, um, a workout bike, by the way, it's sitting in my truck for the last three days. Um, <laughs> It's because the bloody thing weighs like 200 pounds and I need to find someone to help me. They're really hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty heavy. Right. But just buying it was, it's that that's just the first step. Look, if I don't create a routine around it, it, this ain't, this ain't changing, you know, um, it ain't going to happen. Right. You know, just posting something on social or on TikTok or on, 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 on Facebook or Instagram, meta, sorry, meta, um, Oh, or LinkedIn, <laughs> I still can't get that. Um, but that's 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 not that's not the routine, right? That's just like congratulations, you showed up one day, and I got you know, like that's like me getting on the bike for fifteen minutes, and they go, yeah, I exercise. I did it once, <laughs> you know. Doesn't that technically mean it? Anyways, anyways, look, I, look, I will get off my high horse. I think, look, I, I'll give you, I'll put my kind of final thoughts and then Jeff, I'll ask you for yours as well. All right. But look, for, for anybody out there watching and listening right now, um, I love social media. I truly do. I, I, I've made a living and, and, I've, and I've made money out of social media, but the key to do that, and if you're getting into TikTok, just understand that this is routine, right? And it's a different type of routine because it's not the same routine that you have with Meta and Instagram. It's a different type of network and requires a different type of content, a different approach to it. It's a different routine. All right. I am all for TikTok, all right, as long as you've already got your other routines around your business, your daily operations set down and defined. Otherwise than that, like totally go for it. But I got to say, when I get, you know, friends that are reaching out to me and saying, you know, I'm interested in TikTok, and then I go and see that they have hundreds of unresponded leads, I'm just quickly, my gut says, no. Um, <laughs> But that's that's my final thoughts for anybody out there watching, listening. Really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Jeff, what are you, what are your final thoughts on this? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. If you're not really uh, doing those other things quite well, it's going to probably be another time commitment that you're you're not really uh, going to have if if you're not already doing those other things well. So just make sure you have that time to set aside and remember that uh, you know it's a a media source where people are looking for that information. You're not necessarily going to get a sale today from it, but it's going to be something that, that might build down the road. So as long as you're coming in with those expectations, I think it could be a great avenue. But uh, again, it's just uh, set yourself up for that in the beginning. Thanks, everybody. Hey, guys. Uh, the fact that you were starting off your morning listening to these two schmucks right now um, <laughs> means it means you probably got a great routine going. Uh, <laughs> yes, we'll go with that one. We'll go a little plug there, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a coffee with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Y'all have an amazing day. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Coffee with Jeff and Jason podcast with your hosts, Jeff Tessier and Jason Harris. Don't want to miss out on new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.